What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 38 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I am your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow at the Gunslinger Podcast. And please head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to listen to all the shows. Evening by Mr. Craig Riley. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? It's uh, been an interesting week of March Madness and, uh, you know, NFL news as well. Yeah, for sure. It's been... Um, we just watched the overtime game of Michigan State, Kansas State. That was a great game. Um, I hope everybody took the over in that one. So well, almost, I, I almost two hundred. I think it might be an over weekend after last week was just unders, unders, unders. You know, so I think this mm-hmm. weekend could be overs. I think the defenses are going to let up a little bit, and I think people are going to come out a little bit more, you know, low key and ready to shoot. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We'll um, jump into the tournament here in a little bit, but I think you know we. Last week, we didn't talk any NFL, so I think what better way to start off today with the Carolina Panthers trading for the first pick. What did you think of that? You that know, move? so it's an, it, at first, I thought it was a great move because my original thought was, okay, they must really like a quarterback. Like, I don't know which one they like, but they seem to be really like they're into this quarterback. They want him. Cool. You know, go get your guy. So I liked the trade initially. And then I... I didn't really understand like what they were saying afterwards where maybe it was a little gamesmanship, but they were like, Oh, like we kind of like all four of them. Like we're not sold on any of them, but we could get, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like why would, even if you're trying to like maybe trade back to like the number two or three, why would mm-hmm. you trade all the way to one? Like, I don't know. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like that strategy, if it was indeed like gamesmanship, I think that they're sold on CJ Stroud and they just don't want to say they are for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know if you saw that clip um, at his pro day. Oh, where McCown says about Carolina. Y- yeah. yeah, I think it's a lock. I mean, I know they met with Bryce Young um, yesterday as well. I think or had dinner or something with him. But I think it's, I think it's Stroud, and I think I, I don't know. I I like I like it just because I think Stroud and Young are about the same. Like I've said before, I'd probably still take Young. But and I said I'd take Stroud, so I right. think we're like pretty like. Even, I just think it was a weird like front office move. Like, why would you give up that much to then say, oh, like we actually like all four? Like, if you trade up to three and then you're like, oh, we like all four, it's not a big deal to try to get someone to like give up a lot to go in front of you when you really don't care. That makes sense, but you're the ones who gave up everything, right? They did, and. I don't know. I, I thought they gave up too much, but I'm okay mm-hmm. with the move because they're getting a quarterback they want, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, whoever they end up taking could be terrible, you know. I mean, right. and that's just something they don't have to live with. But like on a side note, when you look at the moves that the Panthers have made in free agency and like re-signing players, I mean, you look at they pretty much brought back their offensive line. You know, re-signing Bradley Bozeman was huge. Right. They signed Hayden Hurst from the Bengals, who I think is a good tight end, and I think good tight ends are hard to find in this league. More of a so blocking like tight end, though. No, and, definitely, but which is fine, right? Still can be a playmaker, I think, compared to the other option to Tommy Tremble and Ian Thomas. So, right. um, I like that um, they go on to get Shy Tuttle and Deshaun Williams at D tackles, bring in Andy Dalton. Um, you know, a bridge quarterback, you know, 100%. Um, I really like that move. They signed Von Bell, also from the Bengals right. at safety. Adam Thielen, Miles Sanders. I think they've made, like, no names that, like, jump off the paper, but I think they've done a good job of signing good, like, veterans um, yeah, and my, putting my, them in position right. my to be successful. My question to them is who are they going to throw the ball to? Because if their plan is Adam Thielen as their one, that's – that's not good. Like he, he's about three years removed from being a number one there. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I think there's a lot of hope that Terrence Marshall can get to where he, you know, they hope he was going to be. There's still a lot of optimism that they can get Deandre Hopkins, especially with, all it sounds like all the Cardinals want now is like a fifth and a sixth or something. Which yeah, is what what a weird crazy. and then but yet the Broncos want a first for Jerry Judy, which I, I'll never understand. Like, yeah, he's younger, but Hopkins is still significantly better than Judy, in my opinion. Um 
I mean, he missed a lot of time this last year, but when he was out there, I mean, he was one of like the best receivers in the league still, right. in my opinion. I really liked the Miles Sanders move for how much they got him for. Like four years, mm-hmm. 25.4, given yep. the 13 guaranteed. Like even if he doesn't pan out, you're not paying him like that much really. And I think he will like, cause they'll, they'll use him as what, how the Eagles used him. Well, he'll like flash some games and he'll not be as good as others. And the Panthers had a good defense last year and they only improved it. I think the Panthers could be good in like a year or two, maybe even compete for the, you know, NFC South title next year, like, you know, because it's a pretty bad division. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. The, I'm really worried. I don't think Terrence Marshall is, like, an it guy, and I don't think Thielen <laughs> is either. So unless, like, they're going to combine to be kind of like, a, okay, like, we're not going to have a number one, but we're going to have three number twos. Patriot way. Well, yeah, and that's the only way we know how to play. But I don't know. I mean, I think the Panthers are going to be in a really interesting spot. I think it's a good place for Stroud to go, and I think they're going to be all invested in him. And Frank Reich is a good quarterback's coach. Yeah, I think they have a they have all the right pieces in the building. So I think, like you said, maybe not right away, but definitely in a couple of years, um, I think the Panthers could be setting themselves up. Um really well um should we stay in division so you can tell me i was right about Derek carr going to the saints yes that was a very <laughs> very good call there yeah, i mean definitely overpaid i will oh, say four years one i mean the dude got cut ter- i mean i i think it's a terrible move by the saints but they're i think they're kind of in limbo right now they don't even know where they are yeah, I mean, like, let's. I mean, if you just kind of, I'll, I'll kind of take the the host here for a sec. They mm. they get Carr, they have Jameis, they sign Jamal Williams, which was an interesting move with Kamara. But I think that they want to do that, you know, kind of Ingram Kamara thing with Jamal and Kamara, which is fine. I mean, that's what Jamal did with Swift. Resigned Michael Thomas to a really weird deal. I don't even really get the deal. Resigned Jawan Johnson. I thought he deserved it. He had a really good year last year. And then they, you know, on the defensive side, they get Malcolm Roach, Kalen Saunders, Nathan Shepard, Jonathan Abraham. Like, they did a lot of moves, but it all just hinges on it whether Carr can play. Like, yeah, they have the receivers if Michael Thomas stays healthy with Olave. And Jawan Johnson, again, is a pretty good tight end. But I don't know. Kind of a weird move, I thought. Like, why go all in on Carr when you probably don't have the team to really compete? Right. I don't get it at all. And the more I look at it, like these teams that are reaching, like why not just be bad for one more year and then just go get Caleb Williams next year? Well, and what what's so interesting about this, like, is like so Jameis resigns, right? So obviously he's done trying to be a starter. Yeah. Like in my opinion, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just like whatever. I like New Orleans. I'm gonna stay. So good for Jameis. I'm always gonna support Jameis because I think he gives the best, you know, takes in football they're amazing yeah. but like mm-hmm. all right so you have Carr and you have a lobby i think that they could be a really good fantasy duo like i think this team could be a really good fantasy t- team because like their defense is going to be good but it's not going to be great like they didn't make any great signings there i don't know very weird when i think like how are you going to compete with like the 49ers the eagles the cowboys with this roster i don't really get it especially if kamara doesn't play yeah, I agree completely. I I think they'll be. I think they're going to be in the exact same boat they were in last year. They're with, going to be with a, with a better quarterback because Carr is better than Dalton. He, like, I mean, he is. But when you look at on paper, Andy Dalton and whoever else was that quarterback last year for the Saints actually put up like better numbers, I think, than what Carr did with the Raiders. Yeah, and does this spell the end of the whole Taysom Hill taking snaps? Do you think? I mean, I would hope so. A guy's like – but he's not going to be in the league much longer either, I don't think. I think he's he's almost like mid-30s, I want to say. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't know. A really interesting, like – I know a bunch of people are, like, you know, happy they re-signed Roach. I think the Jonathan Abraham or Abram one was an interesting deal because I mm. thought he was going to get a, a longer-term deal. So a one-year deal means that the market was probably pretty bad on him whenever mm-hmm. – but – Weird, weird move. I think that Jamal Williams could be a really good running back for them if Kamara is healthy. But if Kamara is not healthy, like, I don't think Jamal Williams is going to do a whole lot. No. And, I mean, I don't think he did, like, a ton with Detroit either. I mean, he definitely found touchdowns. Right. Found the end zone a ton. Had a game or two that was, you know, solid. But, um, 
I think the Lions moving on from him was the right move. And I mean, they replaced who they replaced with him Montgomery, with. which I think right. spells yeah. disaster for Swift. Yeah, I do too. I don't see which is crazy because I thought he was going to be. Well, I I think last year, you know, I I think that you know, kind of switching over to them, I think the issue is is that he does not fit what Dan Campbell wants in a player. No. Dan Campbell wants someone that's going to hit you in the mouth. And that's just not Swift's game. And honestly, I think that might be why Deuce Staley left. Because, you know, it was kind of a weird, you know, obviously on Hard Knocks is like, you know, a little over-dramatized. But Deuce Staley and him were pretty close. It was a very weird, I mean, I know they're saying Deuce Staley left to go be closer to family. I still find it a really weird move that he would leave Detroit after the year they had. Yeah, I mean... It had to, yeah, it had to be a, definitely something more than the family. I agree. Right. I don't. Maybe, maybe he wanted the job head coach, and he knew just wasn't going to be able to get it there. Maybe he thought he had a better chance in Carolina. I'm not yeah, really sure. Could, I mean, could be, but I, I kind of like what Detroit. I mean, I like the Montgomery signing, and they got him for a really good deal. I just think it, like, I have no clue what to think of Swift anymore. Like, I, I guess I think he's, he's irrelevant. Yeah, I guess he's still the starter, but maybe. And then, um. Were you surprised that Gardner Johnson only got a one-year deal? No, I think that's just the market for safeties, it seems yeah. like. I mean, we were just talking about Abram. I'm pretty sure Von Bell only signed one year with – Do you think if you're um, not a playmaking safety Carolina. that's like a top five safety, you're just going to be on one-year, two-year deals for your whole career? Because that's kind of what well, we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, what Jesse Bates just signed with Atlanta. I don't know. I feel like he got multi-year, but I want to say it was like four years, but I don't remember – uh, he got. I have it up right here. Uh, Bates got a four-year, sixty-four. So he, but also Jesse Bates is mm. a top-five safety in the league. Right, and also, I mean, how stupid of Cincinnati to let both their starting safeties go. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> and also, everyone's talking about how well the Falcons have done on defense. Sure, I don't like anything they've done on offense. Like they still don't have a quarterback. They, the only receiver they signed was Mac Hollins. <laughs> like, what's the plan here? Ritter all the way. I, I guess. I mean, like, I mean, they can't. I mean, I guess Cordell Patterson and Ritter and Pitts. I don't Algier. know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Kind of a weird. I mean, they spent a lot of money, but they kind of did what the Patriots did three years ago, where we spent a lot of money and then we look at our roster and we're like, well, this isn't very good. Well, like what? Why did they trade for Janu? Because I think Pitts is a receiver, and they're finally realizing that he can't be even involved on the line. I mean, after what I saw from Janu the last two years, I wouldn't say he can do it either. Yeah, he no, gets for holding sure. penalty every time. Yeah, for sure not. I mean, the only thing I, I do like is that they got two really good uh, offensive linemen in Caleb McGrary and Chris Lindstrom, like that's going to help, but they don't, I mean, I guess Tyler Algiers kind of going to be the play. Uh, and then the young receiver they have, they have a lot of young players. I just don't think Ritter's the answer. So you sign Heineke to a two year deal for 20, which to me is like, okay, that dude's going to be the starter by week four. Yeah, no, for sure. Which is embarrassing. Cause I mean, he, he's had a couple of good games. I feel like, but the guy, he sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. He should not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, and then just rounding out that division since we've been on it the whole so far. I mean, mm. Tampa's done nothing. No, they're in deep water. And Bruce Arians is out there saying he he completely trusts Kyle Trask. And I don't I don't see that going well at all. Yeah, you, you trust Trask, but you sign Baker to a one-year deal for 8.5. Yeah, is- I mean – I Baker's going to be the starter. There's no well, and then, question. So then they lose, like, they lose Brady, obviously. They sign Chase Edmonds, which I cannot believe the fall off that dude's had. Like, right. And then they re sign Levante David, which I actually didn't like because I thought that he really took a downturn last year. And they mm-hmm. basically didn't do anything. The only thing they did was uh, Jamel Dean, which I actually thought was a bad <laughs> deal. So it's like, yeah. I, I, that division, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The Saints are going to win the division, most likely. They're the only team with, like, any talent besides the Panthers. Yeah, it's going to be the Saints or Carolina, 100%. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Tampa's done really nothing, I think. I mean, in the last – I feel like even last year, 
they really didn't do much either. They kind of just like ran it back one more time with Brady and hoped for the I mean, best. It was, it was worth trying, right? Signed Julio to a one-year deal, see if something happens. It just didn't. It just didn't work. Right. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think Tampa is going to be in a little bit of a rebuild here. But um, jump into like some bigger news, like yeah. the Lamar Jackson saga is just continuing with his contract, and it's like. I just like why are te- why are teams not trying to trade for him? Do you think? Yeah, so I I really don't know. I think teams are really nervous about his injuries the past two seasons, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big issue of like why would you pay? Because like unlike a Hertz or a Murray, even Lamar literally runs all the time. Like Hertz right. doesn't really run that often. Like he runs like for big yardage and that's why his rushing stats are usually pretty good but like i don't think it's like as many carries like lamar sometimes runs for like 20 carries a game he's also i think Hurts is also obviously built better so yeah i think he's well i don't really know i think baltimore is doing the best that they can with the situation i don't think i think they've offered lamar the money they're willing to offer him if he doesn't want to take it that's on him they've obviously signed the non-exclusive franchise tag and i think what they're proving to lamar is that whatever he thinks he's worth, he's not going to get. Because, I mean, why right. is Atlanta not going in and grabbing him? Right. I agree. Which I think Lamar, he's betting on himself, like in terms of like someone's going to come grab him. But what's his plan here? If he doesn't sign the franchise tag, he's just not going to play. Well, there's no way someone's going to sign him to the deal he wants next year. Right. No, I agree. I, I don't I... know. Super weird situation. And if you're Baltimore, right? You're screwed. I, well, you're screwed, but honestly, is that not a bad thing? Because, all right, let's say you're screwed and you get last, you get Caleb Williams, and then Lamar's gone. Yeah, I mean, I think it, things could be – if Caleb Williams wasn't there, things could be a lot worse. Right. But, but, no, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's weird because, like, Lamar's, like, obviously, like, an MVP, like, really good player. and I just think that they – want him to sign a deal that makes sense for everyone. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants to get paid completely respect that. I think that like him representing himself is awesome, but I think that Baltimore kind of has him, you know, has, has him right now because it's like, no one's offering him the money. So he either needs to resign with them or Baltimore looks like they're ready to just be like, all right, fine. We'll just throw out whoever out there. We'll lose every game. We'll get Caleb Williams and then see ya. I think he's in a really bad spot, Lamar, because it's the more and more I think about it, the more and more it just reminds me of the whole Carson Wentz thing. Like Lamar bursts onto the scene, won MVP. Since then, he's just been – I'd say he's been like maybe a little bit better than average. He's been hurt. He's an average for NFL. Fantasy-wise, he's been good, which is Mm -hmm. why people think he's better than he probably is. Like me and you love Lamar because he Mm -hmm. he, like his floor is like 18. It's incredible, but in NFL terms, I don't know. He hasn't played that well. He hasn't. And like I said, I mean, it's a lot like the Carson Wentz thing. Like, I mean, he's, but I think Carson Wentz still gets a ton of opportunity. I don't know if he will anymore, but because he has a very strong arm, that's where the problem with Lamar is. It's like what other teams are going to decide to build an offense around him, especially the older he gets, you know? Right. But I think that the thing that Lamar is probably telling the teams, you know, that he's communicating with is like, look who I've been throwing to. Yeah. Which is very fair. I mean, it's like you have Hollywood, but they, I mean, I think Greg Roman kind of, he made Lamar's career and like developing an offense around Lamar that made him an MVP, but he also killed Lamar's career because then people were like, oh, well, we're never going to throw to receivers. And so then they never signed receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Very weird situation. Um, I don't really see us getting this resolved unless they offer him what he wants or he signs somewhere. But what team's going to sign him? Uh, yeah, I, I really don't know. And I think that's where the, the problem lies. Nobody knows. Um Yeah. How are things in Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott being cut? Well, so, you know, in typical Cowboys fashion, they thought the cut was like the greatest thing of all time, even though I've, I've been hearing all year last year that Zeke was still a top five running back. So, you know, typical Cowboys fans that it, they just fly with the wind of like whatever they do is was the right move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the right move. 
I think he's been washed for two years. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's the best goal line back in the league in terms of like there, I've never seen someone punch it in as much time as he, but between the twenties, he's completely ineffective right now. Yeah. Um, I think Pollard is by far the better player. Now the issue is, is that like, yeah, you signed Pollard, but I mean, you already wasted a few years of his career with him not being the number one. So how long, you know, is he going to turn into Austin Eckler and be a number one from that kind of like, um, you know, scat back role or not? Um, right. but people are pumped. They think Brandon Cooks is going to be really good, even though I keep having to remind everyone you had Amari Cooper and you let him go and he's better than Brandon Cooks. So I'm not really sure, you know, when you look at like the last three years, how this is really an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing they did was get Gilmore, I, in my opinion. Yep. That was big. I think they need, definitely needed that to help. But let me D- let me Diggs. ask you this, though. Is that actually bad for Diggs? Because are they not going to throw at Diggs more, which which is good in terms of like getting interceptions, but isn't it bad in terms of giving up points? Yeah, but I think they can shade the safety more to help yeah. him. Because I mean, I, I mean, Gilmore's definitely getting older, but I think he can still lock up people. So yeah, I, think I mean, it, be it's definitely it's definitely a, an improvement, right? Um, mm. People were shocked they re-signed Vander Esch. That was a pretty big shock. They did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like not very liked. Like they think he's a big issue with like why the linebacking core has struggled, like defending the run, which I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Ronald Jones deal was super weird. I don't really get that one. Trying to replace Zeke, maybe. Uh, I guess, yeah. And then uh, people were weirdly happy about the Cooper Rush deal. What did he get? Two years, six. They just think that uh, they claim he's the best backup in the league, which, again, I'm not going to argue with people who told me Zeke were a top five running back last year. So, you know, right. I don't know. Uh, people are very – now today with him saying he could sign with Philly, people are not happy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Eagles, Bengals, and Jets. It sounds like the Jets are just getting everybody right now. Do you think I, Well, I you think, think he could go the there? Jets, I don't understand it at all for him because – He's not going to get the ball over Breezy Hall. No, and they also just – I know Ty Johnson's not much, but they just brought him back. Yeah, I don't really get the Jets move for him, minus I, I guess if like Odell went there too, they're just trying to create a dynasty. They're trying to do what the NBA does. Uh, minus, I'll tell you this, I'm not that impressed with like what they've really done. Uh, we can get either. into that next. But I think that the best move for him, honestly, is uh, the Eagles because – you bring him into there. He basically just rep- replaces Miles Sanders in terms of like, okay, use him in the red zone. You have Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell and Rashad Penny even like between the 20s. And that's a pretty good running back core that you're not relying right. on Zeke. Right. 100%. I agree completely. Um, the Bills are the front runners right now to get DeAndre Hopkins. How do you, do you think that will shake up? I, you know, I don't really – I. I guess that's fine, but is that going to fix their issues? I don't think it will. Um, I think but... it's a good deal. Like, obviously, John Hopkins is a really good receiver, but their issues are stemming from that all of their – when you shut down Josh Allen, you beat them. Right. So, I think they need to wouldn't the better that. idea be to get a better offensive line, which they did get McGovern, which I was not happy about, um, mm-hmm. and run the ball more with James Cook? Yeah, and – Damian Harris now kind of yeah. sings yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'm not that worried about it. I I think that he he had his good year. Um, it does sting a little bit, but you know maybe he just didn't want to move too far. Who knows? Um, right. I thought the Poyer deal was interesting that they re-signed him. I thought he was going to be gone. Um, mm-hmm. but they didn't really like. Yeah, if they get DeAndre Hopkins, huge upgrade, and then Gabe Davis goes to the slot, which is probably where he belongs anyway. But right. I, I don't know if that really fixes their problem. Also, I think it creates a huge issue with Diggs because he doesn't like being the number two. He probably wouldn't accept being the number two you think behind would, Hopkins. You think he would ask for a trade? Oh, he would just tell Hopkins to fuck off, I think. Yeah. Because the guy's a psycho. I mean, just kind of like, you know, I think I think out of the NFC or the AFC East, I don't really like what any of these teams are doing. I mean, I think the Dolphins probably made the best move in getting Jalen Ramsey just because, like, Mm -hmm. they had a real need for a corner. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, Barrios is nothing. They obviously re-signed the two running backs, which was good. Why Miles Gaskin is returning, I'll never know. 
And didn't then, even play last year. I, yeah, I don't get that. And then Mike White signing a two-year deal with them was super interesting where I'm like, man, that's actually not a bad backup for Tua. Like, he obviously no, not can come in and win games. So I kind of mm-hmm. like that move. But I don't know. Like, the AFC East is so weird because I feel like all of those teams could could potentially win it next year with the Bills being the front runner. But I also feel like none of them really made any big, like, big moves. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. So the Jets are obviously, you know, signing everybody. All these people that Aaron Rodgers wanted them to sign, which I know you've you've made it clear, you know, Cobb's old, Mercedes Lewis, you thought should have retired five years ago. Um, McCall Hardman is not, he's a flash in the pan once every six games. And like we had this talk, Garrett Wilson won rookie of the year. Why Why does Aaron Rodgers need all these receivers? And he still wants Odell. Right. Which (laughs) this is, this is what, this is what I have to say, right? The jets are making all these moves, bringing in all these people. Who's the Jets quarterback next year? Well, right now. Zach Wilson? Right now, it's Zach Wilson. Right. That's not going to scare anybody. I think they're going to get Rodgers. I don't think it's going to come to that where they don't get him right. But what what I'm trying to figure out in my head is like, okay, so you left the Packers where you had Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, even though Dillon was really bad last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're coming in, you have Breesy Hall, really good player. We don't know how he's going to come back off of the injury because it was a really bad injury. Mm-hmm. You have Garrett Wilson, who I think was the second best rookie last year behind Olave. Just mm-hmm. a personal preference, right? I think you could argue yep. either one. Mm-hmm. You get Lazard, who I, I is fine. I don't think he's worth the contract he got, but no. that's fine. Whatever. You trade Elijah Moore, which I think was a mistake because he literally is just Randall Cobb from 10 years ago. Yeah, they somehow got a second round pick for him, which is they gave what Elijah Moore in a third rounder and he got a second rounder back. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was crazy. But <laughs> I mean, I just don't really get what Rodgers is going for here. So what he wants his receiving core to be Lazard, Odell, and Garrett Wilson. Like, yeah, okay, that could be good if if Odell is Odell like he was in the Super Bowl a few years ago, sure, that's going to be really good. They're going to they're going to do well. But like you didn't he didn't even like his young receivers last year. I, I'm shocked he wanted Lazard to follow him. That is so weird to me cuz I feel like all he did is the past two years is complain about his receivers. No, I agree. Def, I I don't think it this makes any sense that the Jets are and like why are the Jets going all in? For what, what, what are you getting out of Rodgers? Like because here? I think I think they're I think what they're doing, and this is the new fad in the NFL. Because the Bucks did it with Brady, then the Rams did it with Stafford. I think all these teams are trying to do these one-year deals, get the get the win, get the Super Bowl, and then just know they're blowing up their team. I don't think that's a sustainable route, and I think what people aren't realizing is it worked with Brady because Brady's the best of all time, and it worked with Stafford because. The Rams had the best team for three years. They just didn't have the quarterback that fit their system. Right. So, like, it's completely different. Like, the Jets, Rodgers isn't really going to fit their system. They don't have a system. Right. And also, the the deciding factor in this whole thing is the Packers. Like, if, if I'm the general manager for the Packers and I'm seeing – all this shit that's going on, all the news, all the whatever, the Jets are signing these players left and right. I'm not letting Aaron Rodgers out out of that door for anything less than four first-round picks. I'm just not doing it. Because, like, yeah. worst-case scenario, Rodgers doesn't play. Have him retire. Right. He retires, or somebody else comes on and offers you something, like, or you trade him. I would not let Aaron Rodgers go for – Anything less than four first round picks. Yeah, they're There's gonna one. they're gonna trade him for one, is what's no, happening. But like I still don't think I think the Jets are overvaluating how good and maybe we're wrong, right? But like I'm not like whenever the Rams got Stafford, I immediately texted you like they're gonna win it. Like mm. this this like that's such a good signing for them because Stafford was still playing well. He didn't have a team, he was hungry. The problem with Rodgers is, yes, he had back-to-back MVP seasons. And, yes, he is really good. But he isn't going to win that division, I think, even with this team. I don't right. know. I think it's a very weird situation. And, you know, I hate – I haven't loved what the Patriots have done. 
But whenever I kind of sit back and think about it, I'm like, okay, you signed Juju to probably too much, but whatever. I guess you wanted Juju over Jacoby. I love the Kasicki deal. You basically lose nothing signing him to a one-year deal. And if he does well, he probably wants to re-sign with you. I really liked um, the Riley Reef deal, and that was good. Hate what we've done on defense. Don't really understand why we did any of the things we did. But if we actually have a coordinator who's going to learn how to – and we're going to throw the ball and use Stevenson, I think we could compete. Yeah, I agree. I think the biggest news for them this offseason off has been Joe Judge going to special teams and Matt Patricia hopefully being – well, is did Matt Patricia leave or is he yeah. still on his no, way No, I think out? he's gone. Okay. I think he's he's gone. Judge is special teams, which he needed to be. And obviously right. Bill O'Brien's going to be the offensive coordinator, which – Again, I'm giving Mac a full pass on last season because he didn't have an offensive coach with him. So mm-hmm. let's see what he does. I just don't really get the Juju deal. Um, but the more I think about it, the more we were never going to resign Jacoby after he gave away a game. That probably was just writing on the wall, which like that was really bad. <laughs> I still think we need two more linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the Riley Reef deal. I don't mind the Calvin Anderson deal. I think we need another tackle to feel good about it. And I have no clue what we're doing in the secondary. Well, I mean, we got Peppers back. We got John, John Jones. Yeah. Wait, who'd you say? And Jalen Mills. No, he's gone. No, he resigned. No, for we, for what? One year, 6.1. So we, we saved 5 million by cutting him and then we resigned him for one year for 6 million. Right, Because he was on a two, two, he had two more uh, years on his deal. Jesus, I missed that. I, that's annoying. <laughs> no, don't worry. Like, yeah, so we re-signed him. So basically, we have the same secondary minus McCordy. Okay. And moving Jalen Mills to safety, it sounds like. Probably, now I'm reading. Probably, yeah. And then Mac Wilson we re-signed, even though he basically didn't play last year. Okay, so, I mean, pretty much nothing. That's usual. See what happens in the draft. Yeah, we'll probably trade back. Nothing. Yeah. But I did want to get your opinion on something else, though, just to, you know, kind of keep going here. You know, obviously mm-hmm. the big story right now is Odell, right? Like, where's mm-hmm. Odell going? What's he going to do? But I wanted to kind of shift gears here. Just like, what do you think the Colts are doing with their team? Like, mm-hmm. they signed Gardner Minshew, right? Yeah. Is he, is he the starter? Uh, well, I mean, they have the what fourth pick in the draft. Yeah. So they might be hoping to try to get. Young or Richardson or something, I would do, think. Do you think if they get Richardson, do you think you start Minshew for one year? I don't know because they're – it's the the offensive coordinator for the Eagles is the one that went to the Colts, right? Uh, Yeah. No, so, they, yeah, the offensive coordinator. Yeah, because okay. the defense coordinator went to the Cardinals. So he maybe he's just trying to recreate Jalen Hurts and Anthony Richardson and – and go from there. I don't. And just give Minshew like the the deal to like basically be a bridge quarterback for a few games, and then let Richardson come in. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, obviously, like they are, they need a quarterback. I mean, that's a given. But they other. I mean, if you look at, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is obviously still a beast. They have Michael Pittman, right. who's a beast. Their offensive line is still pretty solid. I think defensively, um, I'm pretty sure they still have what DeForest Buckner and. They, Len- oh, except Leonard. He, he wants a trade. He came out right. today and said he wants to go to a contender, which is fine. Right, and they could probably get a decent return for him too. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Colts every year are kind of just like in in limbo, and yeah. we don't really know what they're doing until halfway through the season. I actually hope Anthony Richardson goes there because I think that would be a great spot for him. I think it, it would probably be the hit best case scenario. I think. Because that's a team that, like, he could grow with that they're not expecting to win right away. And there's no way they start Minshew all year. So if he started right away, great. And if he starts at week five, that's fine, too. But I do think Minshew, I kind of hope he gets another chance at starting. Because I actually thought he looked good last year when he came in. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles. Yeah, The offense definitely wasn't the same. I mean, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I don't think he was that bad. Yeah, for sure. Um. So what about, I mean, the Chiefs? It sounds like the Chiefs are just letting everybody. Yeah, I think uh, they've realized that it just, all that matters is Mahomes. Um, And as long as they have Mahomes, they feel like they can win. 
I think they're right. just taking the Brady tactic, which worked for us for 20 years. Basically mm-hmm. sign one or two players to big deals every offseason. So this year for them, it was the the tackle, right? That Jawan mm-hmm. Taylor dude, which yep. was a good, great signing, I think. We can both agree there. And then they are just going to be like, okay, like then we'll go get a, you know, an edge guy, um, you know, in that Charles and Menu. Okay, cool. And now they're just going to retool and just hope Mahomes carries them again. That's going to be their whole game plan. I think, I mean, it's definitely smart. I think them being like a sleeper to, to acquire DeAndre Hopkins, I could definitely see well, that. And I think Sky Moore could get a, do really well this year with Hardman gone and Juju gone. I think that that's why they didn't really mind leaving them. And if I'm the Chiefs, I'm just drafting receivers in rounds two and three basically every single year. And as long as one of them pans out in like a two-year span, you'll be fine. Right. Also, you have to remember, Tony's going to have a full offseason with Mahomes. True. Which is a little That's true. Scary. Forgot about him. But yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, them, I think them and the Raiders, I mean, I, I think them and the Raiders are both going to be good. I love the Jimmy deal. I think it was mm-hmm. a great signing for Vegas. Um, I, Again, the Jacoby deal, I don't really get why he went there. But I guess because they're getting, they got rid of um, Waller. They knew they needed another playmaker, which Jacoby can be. But I don't know. Very weird deal to me that he went there. I would have, I would have thought he would have maybe gone somewhere else if he didn't sign with New England. But I don't know. I know the the receiver market, like the value, was so low. I think he just obviously the Patriots were not offering him that much, and then he he just wanted to get paid. It sounds like so he went and got paid, and then. I guess he's that we are going to have to pay somebody 11 million a year, which yeah, is, but I, I will say though, like if you tell me like who are you going to pay 11 million a year, Jacoby Myers or Juju Smith Schuster, I think Juju has the better ceiling than Jacoby. Like he's proven that he can be a thousand yard receiver in the league. I don't think he's that good anymore, but Jacoby, I mean, he threw the ball to the wrong team. I, there's just no way we're resigning him. Like, you know, now that I'm thinking about it logically. We gave we gave the Raiders a win, and then we we let Jacoby go right back there. But I think the Jimmy move was good for them. I think they gave him too much money, but that's yeah. just the, the going price for quarterback. I mean, I can't even imagine what Mahomes, if he ever renegotiates that deal, what he's going to get. I mean, at that point, he'll probably be – 35 or whatever well, what are the charges you have to pay herbert i'm a lot and then that well and burrow those are both oh, coming up yeah i mean good luck good luck to anyone with a young core i mean the nice thing is mac isn't good enough to probably get that kind of deal so no, no i mean that's good but i don't know really weird nfl offseason i mean the really the the big block right now i guess is odell and rogers right there's no one really else i mean i guess bobby wagner still available um but after that, it's kind of just more fill-in players, you know, like right. N- Nagaku, um, DJ Chark, you know, stuff like that. I'll, yeah. I, I will tell you this. I think that if I'm the Pats, I wouldn't – I if they do trade back, which they're going to, expected. But I, I would love for them to go get a playmaker. Because I do think Tyquan Thornton could be that. But, like, just get a mm. few of them, you know? Right. Maybe they will now that we have an actual offensive coordinator like in Bill's ear, but you never know. Um, one, one more NFL related before we jump to college yeah. basketball. This Austin Eckler like drama about right. him wanting to get paid. Where, where, what side do you sit on? What side of the fence are you on? Completely on the Charger side. Of I, not wanting to pay him. I don't think you ever pay. Um, right running backs i unless your name is derrick henry or adrian peterson and you're built like you know a ufc fighter i don't think you pay them like i i would almost hesitate to even pay jonathan taylor and i think he's built semi like them they're just Mm -hmm. it's so hard for them to keep it going like it's very very rare for them to like keep that pace going and the way he takes hits and stuff like that is not good so I, I don't think they should pay them. I'm kind of on board with them that they what they're trying to offer. And if I'm them, I'm saying, hey, see you later. And then I'm just putting all my eggs in like, hey, Herbert, you're going to have to carry us now. Right. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I just I guess my like 
I, his main argument is, oh, I've scored 20 touchdowns or whatever and had however many all eight, 1,600 all-purpose yards or whatever the hell it is. And it's right. like you've run, you have, you've never run for a thousand yards. And you, you just, you're a touchdown vulture in the red zone. I mean, he's like, he was like what Jamal Williams was. He's like what Zeke is, like what Cam Newton well, like, was let me, let me in ask Carolina. You this, right? Like, who's a better player, McCaffrey or Eckler? McCaffrey. By a lot. Right. right? It's on close. So, and would you want to pay Christian McCaffrey? Because, like, I don't even know if I'd want to pay McCaffrey. I wouldn't pay him. Right. And that's my point, right? So, like, you're mm-hmm. not going to go pay Eckler. Would you pay Derrick Henry? Oh, of course. Like, he's, even when the guy gets hurt, he he bounces back in like nine weeks, right? And he takes twenty five to thirty he had a touches a game injury and like basically didn't and, and finish the game. Like it's unbelievable. The running backs that are big, like like I will tell you, like like Bijan Robinson, I think he's going to be a stud in the league when he comes mm-hmm. in like first year. And I think the yep. Cowboys are going to draft him, which is a little scary. But again you use these guys for four years and then you're probably not going to pay them. It, it sucks. I, I don't like it. Like it sucks for the position and it sucks for those guys, but it, it's just the nature of the position they play. McCaffrey's very lucky. He got the deal he got at the time he did, because right now he wouldn't get that same deal. Right. I mean, Damian Harris rushed for like what a thousand yards and 11 touchdowns. He got a one year, $8 million deal. Right. That's crazy. The market's so bad for running backs. No, yeah, it's terrible. And it, I mean, it does. So it does I respect suck, Eckler for wanting to get paid. I think it's the right move on his part, but I think it's also the right move on, you know, the part of the Chargers of not wanting to pay him. Right. I agree. All right. Well, we'll get more into that. And in obviously, the draft's coming up here in the next, what, less than a month almost, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So. But uh, transition a little college basketball. So obviously, you know we're in the Sweet 16 um, today. UConn just went final. They blew out Arkansas by 23. Um, Kansas State they won an overtime game over Michigan State, um, Tennessee, Florida Atlantic are on right now, and then UCLA and Gonzaga tip off in like 10 minutes. But yeah. what's your from the first like the first weekend last week Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Well, it's like. What's like one of your biggest takeaways about? So the I think, um, well, number one, you know, obviously uh, that uh, last shot from uh, in the Gonzaga game cost me like five hundred. Oh yeah, so that that one really hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, I was on the wrong side of that cover, but I think the biggest thing that I thought was interesting was is that a lot of unders happened, right? So mm-hmm. which, what that tells me is that a lot of these def- either the defenses were good or the offenses were bad. And I think it was more that the offenses were bad. The one takeaway I had is that Arizona, all the big teams that lost Arizona, Purdue, um, even Virginia, they don't have an offense. They don't run an offense. All they run is this weird like two game motion offense that mm-hmm. doesn't ever penetrate the paint. So all you have to do is stack three guys on the on the perimeter force them inside and their bigs aren't good enough to win you a game because you have to hit threes. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's why a team like Gonzaga or UCLA, which is going to be a great game tonight, I think is so hard to beat in these tournaments because they push the, they push the pace, they push the ball. So you can't set up defensively against them. They're always going to push you. Um, So I don't know. My biggest takeaway is that I think the offense has taken a real downturn um, in in college basketball right now. And I think mm-hmm. it's because defenses are better, but also I think it's because there's just a lack of offensive coaching. I think it's so much ISO now and just basketball in general that I think it really hurts men's college basketball. I agree. I mean, I think, you know, everything you said is spot on. And I think, like you said, about being at more ISO, it's, I just think that just goes to show like how important guard play is in college basketball, you know, obviously all season to get, to get to this point, but like Arizona relies, they probably Arizona and Marquette, I would say two of the best front courts in college basketball this year. Right. Arizona goes down to, to Princeton. They should never lose that game. Never should lose that game. Arizona didn't have guard play. Why did Marquette lose? No guard play. No guard play. To Michigan State. Why did Purdue lose? No guard play. Right. I mean, Purdue got absolutely 
that well, game was a lot closer score wise than I think it was. It was also a terrible watching game. It. Like it was terrible. I mean, it was a really bad game to watch. Like it was one of those things where I'm like, oh my! I mean, Fairleigh Dickinson is not good. No, and like they couldn't break I, like, a press. Edie, Edie had a great game. I will say that, but like he was also a foot taller than everybody on the court for Fairleigh Dickinson. Well, and he just kept bringing the ball down and trying to take a dribble. Like right, and that just, was just was hurt. Pivot hurting. and turn around and shoot it. Like, but I like re- I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. And the reason they lost Purdue lost is because their guards got outplayed by a team that didn't even win their conference tournament and get an automatic qualifier. They got in because Merrimack wasn't eligible. I think the only game that I thought was a really poor game for the tournament was the Tennessee Duke game. Oh yeah, I thought that Duke was going to be better than that. I think that they they basically just got bullied, right? But mm. what I didn't like about that game is Tennessee was just – I mean, why was Vlasic not thrown out of the game? He elbowed Flipkowski six times in that game. Like, it's it just like really – these refs are making some really questionable, like, decisions. Like, I don't know. Like, the guy had, like, a UFC cut above his eye from all the elbows. Like, right. I don't know. That was a really weird game. I mean, I think Rick Barnes did a great job coaching them and being like, hey, these are a bunch of young guys. Let's just go bully them. But I think the refs really should have stepped in that game. And there was just no reason to why it went that way. I, I agree. I think about officiating in pro sports, how bad it is. But And I know me and you were texting a little bit about, like, the officials in college basketball are just, like – They're atrocious. They, they want to make the big call. It's the same as high school. I mean, when I remember when I was coaching and playing, like, those refs want to make the big call. They want to do it college refs want to do the same thing and then the thing that really annoys me about like refs in college is like the jump ball rule they, right. they'll call a jump ball if there's any if there's more than two minutes like on the game clock they'll call a jump ball anytime there's a tie up yeah if there's if right. there's a jump ball tie up with under two minutes or a minute to go they'll call a foul immediately well, and, and they're the, my biggest issue with some of these jump ball calls is half of them are reach-ins. Right. They're not. Well, that's actual, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've i been really, I mean, it's been a great tournament. Tons of upsets, really exhilarating, like, you know, definitely getting our money's worth, you know, in terms of like, I just think that the gameplay has been pretty poor. And I don't know if that's from like a lack of maybe talent. That like because a lot of these maybe some of the better players are going overseas or like you know maybe just the parental powerhouses aren't playing as well, but I don't know. I'm just shocked at the lack of offense that I've seen in this tournament. I I mean the top two picks in the NBA draft don't play in college basketball. They're playing one plays right. overseas and the others in the G League. So. Well, I mean, and, that, and then that's the thing, too. It's like, right, you're like, oh, well, you know, Jalen Wilson's pretty good. Okay, well, that dude's might be a role player in the NBA. Right. I mean, what, what's, his, what's his ceiling? Maybe, maybe he's a fringe starter. He, he could probably do kind of what, like, Keegan Murray's doing for the Kings. Right. Just uh, sh- shoot threes and get rebounds, maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. I think he's, I think he's really good. And it's like. Look at this UConn team. Like, who on this UConn team is going to be, like, an NBA? It's very weird. I just think that there's not a whole lot of talent. And Zach Eady won't make it. There's no way. No. He's too slow. No way. So, so slow. He's the slowest person of he's, all time. He's slow and he's not strong for being and, 7'4", almost 300 right. And pounds. I will say, I think that the, the one thing I will give it is that I think that the defenses have really upped their game. And I think next year Vegas is going to take that into account. We're going to see a lot – lot lower over-unders because there wasn't Mm -hmm. there i think in the first two days there was only three games that hit in the 140s yeah the over-under extremely low it was 20 24 and 8 yeah that's crazy and that's not from negative defense that's from a lack of like shooting and talent and stuff like that in my opinion um no i agree but i i I would say right now if you're being like hey who's like what are you seeing the big 12 is the best conference in basketball i don't think i i I don't even know if that's really even a question anymore i mean i think if kansas has bill self they win that game and then we Mm -hmm. would have gotten a way better matchup but man i think texas is good i think baylor i just think that the way that big 12 i came in and played i 
I thought I was pretty impressed by it. The SEC's also had a pretty good run, I think. SEC and I the the Big East too. I mean, yeah, it has. U- I mean, UConn that's what? especially. UConn, Creighton, and Xavier are all Big East, right? And as we knew, the Big Ten sucked. Yeah, I mean, one team left, right? Michigan State, and they just and got they out. Lost. Yep. No one else yeah. is in. So, but that's just. But what does that tell you? Like, if you look at this, it's like, is anyone really that good at college basketball anymore? I just think it's just it's just it's the same as hockey. You get hot. You make if you can make threes in a tournament, you can go you can go far. I think if Brandon Miller is healthy, I think Bama's going to win it. Yeah, I think that's I think their game tomorrow against San Diego State is going to be a really good test because there's right. guys on San Diego State that will get up in your face and and, and d you up. So and unfortunately, Gonzaga UCLA probably should be a Final Four matchup based on what I've seen. But right. it's awesome that we're getting the matchup anyway. Like, you're Definitely. looking at the, at the teams today. I think UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA are the best of the eight teams today. Mm-hmm. It just happens two of them are playing each other. Right. Def- I mean, definitely weird. I mean, a 15 seed has made the sweet 16 three years in a row. Oral Roberts. Um, yeah, I'll never St. pick Pete, Arizona. Prince. I'll just pick against them every time. They're the worst well, NCAA tournament team of all time this like i, I know me me and you are on the same page well, purdue with, actually is yeah with that with those two teams so it's like why, why are we not just picking them to lose the first game because we know i feel like we both have them losing in the second or third round so it's oh, like why not just time. have them yeah, losing? i don't know yeah it's a great point right it's like you might as well just be like well they're just gonna lose anyway <laughs> so what's the point i just can't get over like i would love to go back and watch the game if i didn't want to just like cry myself to sleep for my bets but there's just no offense there's absolutely no game plan on offense it's move the ball around hit a three. Oh, they're defending the perimeter we can't shoot okay we'll kick it inside then one dribble steal right i mean like i think you said i mean you thought we were going to see a lot more offense now and i would definitely say i mean the first two games that went final today were one was over 150 and the other right. was I mean, overtime. Well, and I think and I think that proves that. Like, I think the teams that lost were just bad. I just don't yeah. think they were very good. Uh, obviously, this Tennessee game, I would have picked the under because Tennessee mm. just bullies people, um, right. which I think could take them really far. But this UCLA Gonzaga game, I mean, they might score two hundred. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a really fun one. I'm a l- little annoyed. It's about to tip off here. Won't get over till midnight my time, but I know, I know. But uh, if you had to pick right now, who, who's your national champion, based on how everyone's looking? It's just, I mean, I think it's hard, and I think the biggest thing you have to take into account is like who's left, like in their right. region. And I know we were saying like Florida, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, or Kansas State is going to be in the Final Four. Crazy. Which means any one of those three teams can easily win it. Right. And like you just mentioned, Tennessee's defense is really solid. And like if they get to the final four, I could see them going into the finals because I mean they're gonna they're gonna most likely get like Bama out of the the top it, part. And they've they've right. played them this year already. If I had a pick right now the final four, I would say it's gonna be Tennessee UConn, because I, I, I don't know who's playing mm-hmm. better than UConn. I mean, they're mm-hmm. unreal. Bama, and then in the Midwest, I, I'm sticking with Texas. I think Texas is playing really well. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I think it's going to be Texas and Bama, which isn't that shocking, I don't think. But right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's UConn, I think, is really good. I mean, I think that whole, like, the Midwest and the West are – pretty loaded yeah i mean because you like, gotta the east is uh in shambles well, yeah and i mean you gotta think bama's i think bama will beat san diego state so then they get the winner of creighton and princeton like right. and give like, me a break exactly that's what i'm saying like all right so how who's stopping brandon miller yeah they're gonna put and creighton you know awesome <laughs> game against baylor but you ain't shooting 50 percent from three again that was unbelievable right. i mean they they couldn't miss Right. I think Texas is playing really well, but Xavier, that's going to be a tough game. Yeah. The, all the games tomorrow, Houston, Miami, th- that might be the that's, best like backcourt matchup yeah. we've seen in also, a while. Also, it could be a complete snooze fest based on the defense yep. being played in that game. 
Yeah. And his stats are playing. Yeah, and he I know he left the first game at halftime, but he he played pretty he played a lot of minutes in the yeah. Auburn game. He scored like twenty something he's their, points. He's their offense. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll stick. I'll just stick with UCLA. I mean, I okay. picked them, so um, I'll ride with them. And then the only other thing I wanted to touch on, I know, like we've gone on a long one here, but did you see by chance the Mavs um, Warriors like controversy yesterday with the like the call where the Warriors got a free dunk? So basically, it was in the third quarter, and you know the Mavs thought the ball was there, so they went to set up on offense, and then it was Warriors ball. So the Warriors just got a free dunk. Right. So, mm-hmm. which is, which is stupid, right? Like obviously the refs needed to say something or, you know, something was happening. So Cuban apparently is going to protest the game because he's saying, you know, the Warriors won by two. So that two points decided the game. Okay. Is that not the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? Like th- that play happened in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it's coming from him, but yeah, that is a little absurd. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that the Mavs, you know, just we'll get an NBA more next time, but I think that will be a good topic to go over is the Mavs in general, because to trade for Kyrie Terrible. and then to be as bad as you are and Kyrie's not playing. I mean, what, what was the plan here? Right. I mean, they've lost the Nets have won more games than Dallas. I think since that trade went, went down. Yeah, they have. And I don't know, is Dallas, they're still in the playoffs? They're in the play but it's it's not, I mean, I don't think Kyrie is playing the rest of the year. Jesus Christ, Dallas may not even make the playoffs. Yeah. They're they're in shambles. And here's the other thing, too. Love Luka, think Luka's an awesome player, but I think he should get teched almost every game. Like, he's throwing money signs at the refs last night, being like, oh, the Warriors were paying them off. Imagine if Draymond did that. Oh, he'd be out. Yeah, he'd be out of the league. Yeah. Like, right. uh, or imagine if Tatum did that or Jalen Brown. Like, I don't know. I think that's a completely ridiculous that, like, he gets away with the stuff he gets away from. I, I also have to listen to, like, Dallas people all the time being like, oh, no, if we make the playoffs, we have a shot. It's like, you guys don't even play your third best player more than 20 minutes than <laughs> Christian Wood. But anyway, something to think about. You'll have to go watch that and let me know what you think uh, off podcast. For sure. Um, last thing here, Bruins. Um, I saw they won again today. This morning when I looked at it, they were on pace to tie. To t- they are on pace to tie the wins and tie the points. I know they were on pace to break them a little while ago, but they lost like back-to-back games last week or something. I think they can still do it. Um, do you care if they do it at this point, or do you just want to see them playing good hockey going into the postseason? A little both. I mean – Going through the schedule, they have four really tough games left, and I believe after today's win, they still they can only lose two games to break the record. So they have eleven games left, so they have to go nine and eleven, and they have to play Toronto, Tampa, the Hurricanes, and the Devils. And going three of four of that's possible, but it's going to be hard. And then to say you're not going to lose another game is probably a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the main focus is getting healthy. Taylor Hall's hurt. Uh, Nick Felino's hurt and Derek Forbert's hurt, and we need all of them in the playoffs. But all of the trades we've made have worked out in spades. They are playing great hockey, uh, and the Bruins team is so fun to watch. The only problem is, is that we're going to have to pay Pasta like sixty million or whatever over what we were going to, or well, we already paid him. But like, thank God we did because he's going to maybe score sixty goals. So that's more of the record I'm looking for is Pasternak uh, trying to get to 60. That'd be remarkable. He's had a tremendous year. Yeah, he has. He's at, I think he's at 49. Um, so getting to 60 is probably a stretch, um, but it would be awesome if he did. Uh, the only problem is, you know, the the robot Connor McDavid hit 60 a few days ago. So Yeah, no, he's not a – yeah, definitely not a human. But, no, I think the Bruins – I for me, I would much rather them playing good hockey. But, it, hey, if they want to get the record, that would be pretty cool. Um but then playoff hockey comes, and who knows what's going to happen. I mean, what also, Omar, 30, he, 35 and 5 Yeah, this they could have gave him the Vesna midway through the year at this a point. Sub-2 sub goal allowed and, per game. And, and what's crazy is that uh, Swayman is like a top-10 goalie as well. Right. Uh, we're in a very, very good situation right now. The only thing, like I said, is we need Taylor Hall back. 
we need Nick Foligno back, and we need Derek Warber back. And if we get right. all of them, I don't see how we lose, but, I mean, you never know. Right. Well, it would be fun to watch definitely coming down the stretch. We only have two or three, yeah. and, 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 three and the weeks way left. The, uh, and the way Jason Tatum is playing, I don't think the Celtics are going to make it as far as we thought originally. He's, uh, he's been no, I don't either. struggling a lot. I think Milwaukee's coming out of the East. It pains me, but. Yeah, I mean, well, what are they since the All-Star break? They've lost like four games, something crazy like, like that. that so. Yeah, they, they won, what, 17 in a row? Yeah, and now and now the point. six and now the 76ers are the second best team. So, Well, we know, know they can't beat us. So True. if we have to play them in the playoffs, I, I'm fine with that. And hey, uh, watch out for the Lakers. What if they make it in? They might, but little LeBron James, he's not even uh, sure he's going to be back. Yeah, I don't know. He he needs to just – he's waiting for his son or something. He should just retire until his son comes, and then he should unretire at this point. Yeah, take a year off. I like that. Yeah, but no, All right. sure. A lot to talk – we talked about a lot, though. We did. Well, as always, the music credit goes out to ACDC, and we'll catch you guys next time.